And on this special edition of Focus, we are taking a look at a growing problem in the state of Michigan, and that's chronic absenteeism within our schools. A new study from Stanford University ranks Michigan fourth highest in the country for kids who missed at least 10% of the school days. Uh, That was in 21 and 22, and that number has not gotten better. That's an average of 18 days missed every school year. Some anecdotal evidence shows that a lot of kids are even missing more than that, a lot more than that. So when students miss school, they're not only missing vital instruction, as we've learned from our guests so far, but for a lot of kids, nutrition as well. A lot of students get at least one meal from their school. They're also missing socialization, the interaction with their peers, the opportunity to participate in sports or other important extracurricular activities. And a lot of them are missing out on mental health care as well. Vitally important. We want to welcome in our next guest, the Reverend Larry Simmons uh, from the Brightmore Alliance. Welcome Reverend Simmons to WJR and the Focus Show. Hello, Sister Marie. How you doing? I'm great. I love that, Sister Marie. Uh, listen, one stat I found said that 82% of the students in Northwest Detroit schools were chronically absent, meaning that they missed those 18 days. I know that you have done a lot of work in this area. You've worked with the people in Brightmore who are economically challenged and the issues that are faced by the, the families there, like housing, poverty, transportation, uh, a large portion of the student body is transient. We talked with um, Dr. Vitti when we kicked off the show. He mentioned each one of those things that I just talked about. So you've worked mm-hmm. with these kids. You've worked with the families. Tell us about the students who are missing school. Who are they and why, in your mind, are they missing school? They are, uh, I work in Detroit, and so the kids I'll be describing are kids who are in Detroit, primarily in Brightmore is where I do our work, but uh, I serve on a group called Every School Day Counts Detroit, and we actually have uh, schools in East Side and Southwest, uh, as well as in Brightmore, and so we have experience with students and families in all those areas of the city. Uh, I would point out, as I think I heard you mention in the open, that this is really not just a Detroit problem oh, or an urban problem. Exactly. It's actually a rural problem as well. But I don't have a lot of to share on that. As, uh, even though we got a lot of vacant land in Brightmore, it's not really rural yet. Um, so let me, let, let's talk about the families. One thing I want to say that um, is really important is I have yet to meet a family. Well, that's not true. I've met one. I've yet to meet a family in which the adults did not want their children to fare better in life than them. Um, circumstances often get in the way of that, the things that Dr. Vitti made mention of. But they all have this aspiration for their children. It, all, it crosses like every demographic that you can think of. And so the question becomes, well, if we have that desire and the school is so essential to achieving those outcomes, those futures that we want, why aren't we there for the school? And it goes the gamut of things. You mentioned poverty. It's uh, having reliable transportation. It's um, having trouble with uh, bullying at the school. It's uh, fear sometimes of traveling past abandoned houses, although that's far less a problem than it used to be. And the children uh, and, and chronic absence, school attendance 
is a habit. It's something that we learn, like we learn, like we train children to use uh, the restroom, uh, like we train children to use utensils when they eat their food. These are all learned behaviors. Attending school is the same. And so uh, we have a, a model that says all the different layers of society have to participate in solving this problem. The household has to have a household policy that in this household, everybody gets up, everybody goes to school, school is your work, everybody gets up and goes to work. As the school has got to be welcoming, it's got to have uh, engaging pedagogy. Uh, at the system level, at the school system level, policies that help parents come to school. At every level, uh, even at the larger level, you know, the UAW and uh, the auto, automobile companies are negotiating the contract. I would love for somebody to negotiate flexible hours for parents so that they can get their kids to school and still make it to work on time and not be counted as late in either location. Those are the kind of things that, that would help deal with this and help families who love their children overcome the things that are in the way of them getting them there every day. Well, let me just start by saying you bring up several important points. The first one is that this is not just a Detroit problem. My goodness, this is a Michigan problem. We're talking about yes, it Michigan. Is. It is uh, Upper Peninsula problem. It is everywhere. It is a larger problem in our rural areas as well as in our urban areas. And when you talk, and I love that you brought up the point that there are parents, these are parents who want better for their children, who want to do better for their children. It's just the problem is sometimes things get in the way. And what's interesting, too, is when we were talking to Dr. Pamela Pugh, uh, president of the State Board of Education, and she, you know, laid it on the line and said, look, we've had disinvestment in this state uh, in education, that that's been a major problem. But mm-hmm. also one of the points she brought up, and you just touched on it, was this cooperation between uh, different entities in the state. It's not just the education department that needs to work on this. We need to have yeah. the environmental department working on this. We need to have other people vested and other groups vested in our government and coming up with policy that will put our students first to make sure that they have a good outcome. Um, first of all, getting them to school, because that's what we're talking about here, but also having a good outcome. So you touched on all of that in, in your in your and, comments. And and in attendance, you know, as we try to recruit private sector, because I believe that the private sector is indispensable for helping to solve this problem. As we reach out to the private sector, we point out that your employee absenteeism problem is just another name for school chronic absence. That behavior, which is learned and practiced at the school level, carries over into the workplace. You know, we have big corporations that decline to come to Michigan because they say the reading level is too low. Well, where do you learn to read? You learn to read in school and at home, but you learn to read in school. And so if you're not present in school, then that means you're going to lag. It means that our economy and our workforce lag. It, the, the impact of chronic absence reverberates to almost every level, and you are so correct. I, I do want to take a moment to, if I may, to promote a local uh, student and uh, professor of attendance, Dr. Sarah Lindhoff at Wayne State University. I appreciate what the Stanford University professor has done, but uh, the Detroit Education Equity Partnership, did I get that right? Detroit <laughs> Peer, Detroit <laughs> Education Equity Research Partnership. Uh, Detroit Peer 
put out some phenomenal work describing the challenges that children have. And I would encourage anyone who's interested, you can look it up at Wayne State University. We have a local expert who is the equivalent, in my opinion, superior to the national experts who talk specifically about Detroit and the challenges that parents are facing, like transportation, like housing stability. Uh, and, of course, we know poverty, but poverty is a big problem, and so we don't focus on that. We recognize it. But there are things that the household can do, there are things we could do in the neighborhood, there are things we can do at the school, and there are things that businesses can do. You know, I was going to ask you, uh, because you've seen it happen so often, what happens to a student who um, just doesn't show up for school and eventually just drops out? Because let's face it, by the time they get to be teenagers, um, it's hard to get them to school anyway. I don't care where you live or, you know, <laughs> what, what the situation is, right? So, but I... I love that you made this connection between school absenteeism and employee absenteeism. I had never, ever made that connection. And I've talked to so many employers, especially, you know, now post-pandemic, who are saying, yeah, I have people showing up for a few days and then they don't show up for three days and then they come back and I'm so desperate for employees that I take them back. And I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that from people. Oh, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And again, if we think of it as learned behavior, uh, then we want to do everything that we can as a, as a community to smooth the way. Now, I, let me hasten to say, I am not relieving the household of, of necessity of taking, being involved in this. The household has to hold education as a priority and a value and has to oftentimes push through and over obstacles. But I think many households can do that, particularly if we're willing to give them some support. Can we do things like maybe uh, uh, create some kind, we're talking about all these funds, why not create a fund for landlords and tenants when there's a parent in the household, if there's some trouble, let's have a flex fund where a parent can get help paying their, um, their rent, the landlord doesn't lose out on their rent and allows the parent to remain stable, which helps the child in terms of getting to school. These are really, really um, big deals that can be done for a small thing. Or uh, parents often have to pay uh, very large application fees. Can we say, okay, you have to pay the application fee, but if they don't get the apartment or the house or the, the flat, can they get back yeah. a significant portion of that fee? Those yeah. are the kind of things outside the school that we can all work together. And, and you know, I'm, I, I want to take care of landlords like I want to take care of tenants and find a way to take care of both. Thank you, Dr. Larry Simmons, for helping us look at the big picture here and maybe make some connections to this problem that are really important for all of us to look at. Uh, Dr. or the Reverend Larry Simmons, executive <laughs> director. For me. Yeah, I did promote you there, didn't I? But for a second, for a second. Yeah, right. Well, for a second. you are an executive director for the Brightmore Alliance. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll right. continue here on the Focus Show on WJR.